Bibles, open into the book of Genesis, chapter 50. Genesis, chapter 50. This is about the eighth week of the COVID-19 pandemic, and, and I guess my question is, how is your spiritual life through all this downtime, through all this unusual time that we've been going through? What's God been saying to you for the last eight weeks while we've been readjusting to a new type of normal? What, what lessons have you learned that, that, that God is trying to impart to your life? How is your faith? That's the question. Because see, the just shall live by faith. And God has called us, saved us, and enabled us to express faith in it. And your faith, my faith, is to be growing. Our faith is to be challenged. Our faith is to be activated. How is your faith? Everything in life is about you. If you are a child of God, it's about your faith. A.W. Tozer, the old preacher, said, God will not use anyone greatly until he has hurt them deeply. You need to process that statement. Because there's so many characters in the scripture, you find this truth. That a ministry that costs you nothing produces nothing. There's a cost to faith. There's a cost for living to the glory of God. Richard Werber, the founder of the Voice of Martyrs, a man who was a pastor who was, who was in prison for 14 years because he was a Christian in Romania. He said, a faith that can be destroyed by suffering is not faith. Now look what it says in Genesis chapter 50. This is the conversation between Joseph and his brothers after their father had passed away. Genesis chapter 50, verse 19 says this, And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring to pass, as it is this day, to save much people alive. Let me encourage you. God is working on your behalf. God is working in your life, even amidst this pandemic. He is working in you so that you can touch lives for his glory, for his kingdom. This conversation that Joseph was having with his brothers was after their father had died. And they were trying to make sure that Joseph wasn't going to seek revenge for how they had treated him. And he wasn't going to seek revenge for how they had sold him out, how they had betrayed him. You see, see Joseph... He understood that life isn't fair. And I ask you that question. Have you lived long enough to understand that life isn't fair? Just because you play by the rules doesn't mean everybody else will play by the rules. And in life, when you realize it's not fair, will you still serve Jesus Christ? Will you be faithful to the deities of the Lord of Lords, God Almighty Himself? Joseph is trying to encourage his brother. I'm not going to react to you like you think I'm going to react to you. I'm not going to react to you like the world is about to react to you.
no matter whether other people embrace you, whether other people accept you or not. And here was Joseph, that favorite son. He was raised as a wealthy child. He was raised probably as a favorite of his father. And here he was a family where he was going to be the one that was going to be successful. He was going to be the one that was going to have everything. And yet he finds himself wrongly accused. He finds himself abused. He finds himself in a, in a dungeon. He finds himself as a slave. He finds himself from going from, po from wealth to poverty. And he's still faithful. When God allows your circumstances in life to change, will you still be faithful? When God allows your circumstances in life to move from wealth to poverty, will you still be faithful? From acceptance to rejection, will you still be faithful? All about Joseph that we find in the Old Testament, there's not a book in the Bible mentioned or named after Joseph. He is never quoted in the entire and what God is trying to impart to us is what you are is important to God. Not so much what you may have said, not so much what people remember about you, but what you are. And here was Joseph. He was a dreamer with God-given dreams, and he acted in faith on those dreams that God gave him, and it led him to be betrayed by his brothers, thrown into a pit, sold out, and he's in a dungeon eventually. How do you do that when you go from the pinnacle to the pit? How do you react to life when you go from being the favored one to being the unfavored one? He was put on an auction block in Egypt and Potiphar, that the man who would be responsible for the, for the secret service of Egypt of that day, he, he bought him, took him home, and made him a household servant. Yet God's hand was on Joseph. God's hand never was removed from Joseph. So many times when we find life not being pleasant, life not being like we want it to be, we think God has forsaken us. And no, no, no. God realized the things he had for Joseph were so, so tremendous, humanly speaking, that Joseph had to be equipped for what he was going to face. Joseph had to be prepared for what was going to transpire. And the way that we get equipped still today is the way Joseph got equipped then was by difficulties, by trials. By hardships. See, see, it's not the climate of ease that makes us into men and women of faith. It's the climate of hardship and challenges that make us into the, into the men and women that God would have us to be. Joseph. Here it is. He's in a dungeon now. He's been bossed and accused by Potiphar's wife. And it's real easy to say, God, why did you allow this? God, why do you allow suffering? God, why do you allow pain? Why do you allow sickness? Because God is trying to teach us in the process, we can trust Him. And He will use every experience we have. If we will respond in faith, He will use that for our benefit and for His glory. Joseph was a man that God had His hand on to use in a mighty way, but the path for which He was going to have to travel was not pleasant. Now, how many of us have chosen to choose the path of difficulty in life? Nobody. We don't choose it, but we often walk it. Because without the difficulty, 
where he was in charge of everything. And then he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife. And, and then you find him in the prison where he's there in the dungeon. And, and, and he succeeds there. And he's made in charge of the entire prison there in that dungeon. And, and, and he has, has the butcher and, and the baker come to him who have been in the council of Pharaoh. And they came and they shared dreams with Joseph. And Joseph and God has given me the ability to interpret dreams. He tells them. And it was by the ability, the gifting that God gave Joseph that that's what ultimately brought him to deliver us. So it does well to encourage and understand what the gift it is that you have in your life that comes to you by God. Because God will use that all through your life to enhance your life, to, to open doors in your life that he wants you to walk through. But you have to utilize what he has given you. And he tells us the one, he said, you're going to be restored back to your position. Don't forget me when you get restored back to your he tells the others, it's not really that good. You're going to be killed. <laughs> and sure enough, it happens like he said. The one that he told him was going to be restored back to his position, he said, don't forget me. And yet he walks away and he forgets Joseph for two more years. What do you do for two years sitting in the prison when you're there at Boston? What do you do for two years when, when it looks like everybody's forgotten you, abandoned you, forsaken you? You steal God. The book of Psalms, I believe, 105 says, with the word of God had tried Joseph, God brought him forth. You have to understand your relationship in life through the word of God. Because, guys, this word is everything to us. And the word of God will try you. And when you try to figure out life without this word, detach from this word, not live in this word, it's not going to make sense. Because you're living life in the flesh. You're living life based on human ingenuity and human understanding. And then the word of God will try you. It will bring you forth. And that's what for two years after that one left and did not report it to the king to Pharaoh. After he left, he did say, I know a man who interpreted it. For two years, Joseph sat in that dungeon. He sat in that prison and yet it wasn't a waste of time. God was using that time to take the silk in his life and to remove it out, to take the draws in his life and to get rid of it. Maybe that's why we go through what we go through life. The difficulties, the hardships, the, 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 the bad times. God is trying to cleanse us, to wash us, to purify us, to make us the best of where he can Pharaoh, how I've been unjustly accused. Mm -hmm. 
I can tell Pharaoh how this is not right, how this is not fair. But he doesn't do anything. Every time he looks to speak to Pharaoh, he says, but God. You see, Pharaoh had a dream that disturbed him. Pharaoh saw these the, the seven lean cows and seven fat cows and Joseph instantaneously understood what that stood for. He said there's going to be seven years of abundance and then there's going to be seven years of famine, seven years of leanness, and during the abundance, you better get ready for the baptism. I wonder if we learned that here in America. During the lean time, we're getting ready for, during the good time, we're getting ready for the lean time. Are we learning anything through the process or do we think we're going to wake up tomorrow and we're going to go back to our same old a life that is not centered around Christ Jesus, a life that is a hunger and passion for God, a life where we're going to do what we want to do because we're Americans. I hope not. Because the Bible says judgment begins for the house of God. And the people of God, the church, the Lord Jesus Christ, we better learn more than anything else. What is God saying in this time? And we better get ready for what God is saying is coming into the because he wants to use us for his kingdom, for his glory. And so here we find Joseph. He was brought before Pharaoh. And he gives him an interpretation of the dream. And God says, who is smarter, wiser than you? You're in charge of everything. And he goes from the pit, literally, to the palace. He goes from being nothing to being second in command only to Pharaoh. Why? Because God had a will. God had a plan. And there was no viewing for the circumvent that there was no brothers that Amidst the issues of life, amidst the difficulties in life. And so, meanwhile, back at the ranch where daddy and brother lived, they're still struggling with the burden of their sin. See, now you can bury your sin, you can hide your sin, but the burden does not go away. And they go through seven years of plenty, and now they're hitting that seven years of, of leanness. And the daddy says, I hear there's food down in Egypt. You need to get down there and bring us back some groceries. We need some supplies. And so they go, and you know how the story goes. How Joseph, he, he tested them to see if they had changed, and they had. And he brought his whole family down to Egypt to live out during this famine and live out and be what God wanted them to be. But now daddy's died. And the brothers are concerned that Joseph was just being nice because of daddy. And Joseph is reassuring them. Look, guys, what you meant for evil, I understand you meant to hurt me, you meant to harm me, but my God is greater, and he's going to use it for good. And I don't have any ill will in my heart. Well, that's a good one, isn't it? How are you doing with that? Is there ill will in your heart for someone who has tried to get even with you, who has tried to harm you. Because as long as that's there, there's some issues that you've got to come to deal with. Now, what can we take away from the story of Joseph? Well, first is, God is in control. Be it sunshine or rain, blessing or blasting, God is in control. And he is working things for his glory, our good. And what you have to come to the place in your spiritual life as a child of God, if you are saved, is God's will is best. And whatever it takes to achieve the very will of God, that's what is good. So many times we do want to court the will of God. 